Hello, welcome to Betsy Goes to the Movies. I'm Betsy. Today's episode is The Room. I'm not gonna lie, this is the worst movie I have ever seen. I was in a fetal position on my couch for probably 30 minutes after I was done. I was put up to this by Elaine and David. I mean, it was already in my list, but they convinced me to bump it up the queue. Apparently, there is a short sequel that I will not be watching. This cinematic travesty was released in 2003 by Wiseau Films and was written by Tommy Wiseau, who also stars as Johnny. I kept calling his character Tommy. I don't think it matters that much in the grand scheme of things. It also stars Juliet Daniels as Lisa, Greg Sestero as Mark, Philip Haldeman as Denny. I really thought his name was Danny throughout the entire movie. And Carolyn Minet as Claudette. My podcast episodes are released every Wednesday. I post updates and episode notes on my website at BetsyGoesToTheMovies.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BetsyGoesToTheMovies for news and updates. If you have a funny, campy, cheesy, so bad it's good, or just plain bad movie suggestion, you can message me on social media or email me at BetsyGoesToTheMovies at gmail.com. Please subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. I can't believe I'm doing this. I mean, I thought the Star Wars holiday special was going to be bad. This is actually billed as the worst movie ever made. It's only on YouTube. I have it queued. For some reason, I'm having trouble pushing play. I am actually filled with a sense of dread. <sighs> okay, I can do this. Be strong, Betsy. Be strong. All right, Elaine and David, this is for you. Oh my god, YouTube actually has the Star Wars Holiday Special queued next. The captions, the closed captions, it's playing music right now, right? It comes up as applause. The picture quality, fortunately for me, is not super fantastic. He did a, like, the sweeping score. The acting, wow. I'm pretty sure mannequins have more facial expression than Tommy Wiseau. That is so creepy. Anything for my princess? Wow. Okay. I, I'm, so this kid comes in and Tommy's like, I'm gonna go take a nap and Danny wants to join him. And Lisa's like, no, I am. So they go upstairs and leave Danny alone, who starts eating fruit off of their table and then follows them. They're having a pillow fight. So she's in this really nice dress he just bought her and they're having a pillow fight and Danny jumps into the middle of it. And instead of being creeped out, they're like, oh, ha ha. Yeah, that's cool. Tommy Wiseau still has not changed facial expressions. I just like to watch you guys. Got so much creepiness. <sighs> he takes a pillow with him and they're still having a pillow fight. Subtitles still read applause every time music comes on. I don't want to watch them have sex. Their foreplay are the pillow fights. Like they slow dance. She's taking her hair down. They have a bunch of candles lit. But every time they get on the bed, they start hitting each other with pillows. I never ever want to have a pillow fight with anyone again. Oh, thank God they don't make you watch it. It's just a bunch of blurs. Like this, this version of the movie is the mostly clean version. I wonder if somebody just like blurred out any sex scenes. If they did, bless you. Bless you whoever did this for us. Oh, okay, so yeah, I'm guessing somebody blurred over this because he just stood up and the screen went blurry again. Did you like last night? Sexy. He sounds like a robot. Like, I'm pretty sure this is not a real human being. Okay, here comes her mom. Drama. <laughs> Lisa's informing her mother that she's not in love with Tommy, or Johnny, sorry, Johnny anymore. Her mother's response is, well, tough shit. He supports you and you can't support yourself. God, Lisa looks like a petulant child. Oh. Lisa thinks he's boring because he is secure in his position, 
plans to buy her a house basically has a steady and secure future. The mother seems more concerned about the fact that he makes money and gets promotions, buys her rings, cars, clothes, than anything else. Mm. Mother guilt trips. No one listens to me. Who sits in a, what looks like a hotel chair to answer? Like the whole point of cordless phones is you can pick them up and move around anywhere. You don't sit down next to the table and start talking. Oh, Lisa's pushy. She's calling her boyfriend and complaining to him when he's like, I'm busy. I can't talk now. And she's like, oh, yeah, you will. <laughs> oh, my God. My mother wants to control my life. I'm going to do what I want to do. What do you think I should do? I can feel my soul withering up and blowing away. Well, noon came fast. Ballsy. I'm pretty sure this guy is actually gay. All right, so she's pouring red wine and champagne flutes. Yeah, she starts taking off her clothes because it's hot. Are we about to have more blurred television? By the way, the music that's playing is super creepy. I mean, it's like a serial killer is about to burst through the door creepy. I actually thought it was foreboding leading up to something until he said that the music, she was playing the music on purpose. Oh, Johnny's best friend. There is nothing romantic or sexy about the music. Creepy. And the subtitles still say applause. Wait, are they gonna have sex on the stairs? Yeah, they are, because the screen just blurred out. All right, skipping through blurriness. So they bypassed the sofa and the bed to have sex on the stairs. Don't blame her, you could have said no. She's not right for instigating it, but you totally could have said no, you did not have to do that, and he's blaming her. Are you gonna have sex on the stairs again? All right, we have Mannequin Boy. It's my new name for Johnny. Who else is it gonna be? That was a, wow. He walks in a flower shop to buy roses. He comes in, he looks like, like nobody else looks like him. He has an expressionless face, the hair, everything, the voice. The clerk somehow doesn't know it's him, yet he's her favorite customer. Ah, Danny again, creeper. He even looks creepy. Oh my God. You look beautiful today, can I kiss you? He is such a creeper. He even looks like a creeper. Like, I I seriously would expect to find him with his eye glued to a hole in the wall of the girls' locker room. The way they stand when they're talking to each other, it's like those really awkward children's plays where the nobody knows how to act and they're just sort of standing and speaking in a monotone voice while somebody's whispering their lines in the background. So you just had sex with his best friend on the stairs, but you're grinning ear to ear to see him and you happily take the roses. The music is still super creepy. He's ranting about the fact he didn't get his promotion. I am not exaggerating when I say mannequins have more facial and vocal expression. <laughs> really? I still love you. Don't look too closely at the stairs. Wow. All right, so she brings in glasses that have something brown in them and then fills them up to the top with vodka. Pure pressure. So she's telling him, oh no, drink it. It's good for you. You must be crazy. I can't drink this. If you love me, you'll drink this. Spoken like a true fiance who just screwed his best friend on the stairs. So they kill the bottle of vodka. What is this with her? So this is the second time it, during this day that she's told a man, you have to see me or you have to have sex with me or both. You owe me one. Sex doesn't work that way, honey. I don't love him anymore. I love you, Johnny. Ugh. The way they kiss, it looks like they're chewing each other's faces off. Oh, oh thank God it's blurred out. Right. All right, so now Lisa, who doesn't love Johnny, who doesn't want to be with him, blah, 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 is organizing a surprise party for Johnny. So apparently the mom has breast cancer and is blowing it off. It, like, the way she talks about it, it's like as if she has 
a cold or a patch of crabgrass in her yard. Oh, God. All right, so Lisa's plan, because everybody's like, oh, Johnny's so great, you should be with him. She's not telling her mom, Johnny got drunk last night. He's not the man you think he is. He hit me. And her mom is like, he doesn't drink. Well, he did last night. Okay, who are these two? So now some couple has walked into their house and are making out using chocolate on the sofa? Like, who the hell are these people? Arms up like he's a baby. I don't even understand what's happening right now. Okay, so apparently these are Mike and Michelle. Lisa knows Michelle and she's telling her mother, oh, they like to come here to do their homework. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Ugh, Danny again. The mother is probably the only person who's ever acted in her life. This makes sense. It would have made more sense in the beginning. Uh, Apparently Danny is some 18-year-old kid that Johnny wanted to adopt because, you know, it's tragic how many kids don't have a future. After Danny turned 18, Johnny got him the apartment in the building and is paying for it as long as Danny's in school. I should be keeping a tally of how many times Lisa says, look, I don't want to talk about it. Who's this guy? So Danny's on the roof with a basketball. Someone named Chris who's wearing a black hat and wife beater and is trying to look intimidating is coming up asking him for his money. Here come Tommy and Mark. Chris has Danny on the ground with a gun to his head and his finger on the trigger and Tom, uh, Johnny just, I'm determined to say Tommy, Johnny just runs up and grabs him because that's not at all dangerous. Like the gun's not in any way going to go off. Johnny and Mark have Chris. Mark's yelling. Johnny's, let's take him to the police. Oh, Danny's doing drugs. Oh, this scene is just terrible. Lisa and her mom are screaming at Danny. Danny's fake crying. He's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And they're like, he held a gun to your head and you almost got killed. Both Lisa and Johnny cradle Danny's head to their breast. Also, Johnny never actually looks at anyone he's talking to. So now Lisa is calling Mark to talk sexy to him while Johnny's in the shower. And Mark's like, why do you keep doing this to me? Why do you keep letting her? Like, you have the power to make this stop. Johnny comes out on the roof. I did not hit her. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not. And he throws a bottle and you can hear it bouncing. When he says, I did not, it's the same thing as saying, oh, it's raining. Oh, hi, Mark. Lisa says, I hit her. Did you? No. What's up with you? Mark's asking him, do you think girls like to cheat like guys do? Okay, first of all, that's a generalization that bothers me. Cheating is not exclusive to guys. Second of all, Tommy's all, Lisa's loyal to me. And Mark's like, yeah, of course she is. She's not calling me every time you're in the shower or at work and having sex with me on the stairs. Why didn't I quit drinking after I watched this movie? So, wow. So first of all, Mark makes the comment, people are so strange, and I'm looking at Johnny going, you have no idea. And then he tells Johnny a story about a girl who cheats on her boyfriend who finds out and beats her up so badly that she winds up in the hospital. Johnny laughs and says, nice story, Mark. I, I, the, the creep value in this movie just keeps getting higher and higher. If there was a creep meter, the bulb would have burst. Yeah, I'm so happy you're my best friend and I love Lisa so much. Lisa who lied about me hitting her. 
Yeah, maybe you should have a girl, Mark, who's not my girl. Also, why are they on a rooftop in San Francisco carrying a football? Well, Mark's carrying a football. I Is it like a security blanket? Here comes Danny. Every time he's, Johnny says, oh, hi, it's just creepy. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Danny. I don't understand what just happened. What movie are we going to go see? Danny, don't plan too much. It might not come out right. They are now throwing a football on the roof. And now Danny's telling Johnny he's in love with Lisa. Wow. And Johnny tells him, oh, you're part of our family. We love you. It's okay. Well, Danny just loves everyone. If you're a girl, woman, don't meet Danny. Nice shot of Alcatraz. All right, so Lisa's hanging out with her friend, Michelle, the one who did homework in their apartment. And she's now spinning her, he got drunk and hit me story on Michelle. So, okay, this movie came out in 2003 and I know things were not quite the same as they are now, but still the whole, he hit me, well, that's terrible. I don't want to marry him anymore. What? Outrage is kind of disturbing, even though she is lying about him hitting her, which that really, really pisses me off big time. But it's all good because she's doing what she wants to do. She's mooching off of Johnny and sleeping with Mark on the stairs. Of course, she's just thinking about herself. And if you don't want anybody to know, you need to stop telling people. Also, no, she did not get a new dress. She's wearing the outfit Lisa had on the day before. Once again, Lisa doesn't want to talk about it. After telling him that she's going to change her mind and he laughs. I just can't even handle the what's passing for acting in this. I can't even with this anymore. So Mike runs into Johnny. He's like, I've got a serious problem. Claudette saw my underwear. Claudette being Lisa's mother. He calls it my underwears. Johnny's laughing and tells Mike, that's life. It's all good. So Johnny, Danny, and Mike are now all playing football. They're standing probably three feet away from each other and tossing a ball back and forth and laughing. I don't. Oh, here comes Mark. Mark pushes Mike into the trash cans. Apparently this incapacitates Mike and Mark has to carry him off to his apartment. I don't even understand what just happened with this scene. They're still talking about underwear and making out and laughing. So now Lisa's mom is mad at her because Lisa's mom has some friend who wants to buy a house. So Claudette goes to Johnny to ask him for the down payment. He tells her it's an awkward situation and she's scolding Lisa because Johnny is not just forking money out left and right. And once again, Lisa's telling her mom, I don't like Johnny and I can guarantee and her mother's gonna start trying to talk about it and Lisa's gonna say, I don't wanna talk about it. Oh, so Lisa's telling her mom that she doesn't love Johnny anymore, that she has sex with someone else unbeknownst to them johnny is sitting on the stairs listening apparently the stairs are the happening place to be oh i don't want to talk about it and finally finally somebody says it if you don't want to talk about it why did you bring it up how can they say this about me i don't believe it i show them i will record everything for somebody who just found out his girlfriend was fiance whatever was sleeping with someone else he's talking about it in the same way that i talk about a news story of mild interest. He's bugging the phone, it looks like. What is he doing? Yeah, no, it's it's a recorder, the answering machine. Yeah, cool. Oh, no, it is a tape recorder. What was he doing with the phone then? I don't know. 
Why am I even trying to find any logic or reason to anything going on in this movie? My brain is getting sucked down the wormhole. All right, now I got another guy named Peter. And he says, King Peter, Peter understands women. And then he's saying they never say what they mean and they play games. I don't think she's faithful. In fact, I know she isn't. Peter's apparently a psychologist and therefore, according to Tommy's logic, should have all the answers. Yeah, I got advice. Dumper. It's not a complicated situation. If she's cheating, then anyway, once again, here I am trying to apply logic and reason to this movie. He's telling Peter he doesn't want to dump her. He wants to give her a second chance. After all, love is blind. I The correlation between that statement and what's going on with Lisa is there's a serious disconnect. There's a disconnect in my brain for agreeing to watch this movie. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. Oh, hey, Peter. Well, for once, somebody actually rings the doorbell instead of just walking in the door. Okay, so Mark's telling them, I've got this girl and she's married and she's driving me crazy and I don't know what to do. And Johnny goes, oh, can I meet her? No, Johnny. And all of a sudden Mark's moving to a bigger place. I don't know what that has to do with their conversation about women. And now we have to have the story of how he met Lisa. Although, honestly, this is the most real Johnny has sounded through this entire movie. It actually sounds like a real story. I wonder if it is the story of his life. And here comes Lisa, wearing the same skirt Michelle was just wearing. There's Danny the Creeper. Once again, they're in the living room. It's all this furniture, two chairs, a sofa. Instead, Danny and Lisa sit down on the floor in front of the open front door to have a conversation. It'll be fine, what are you worried about? Everything's okay. The second most spoken lines in the movie next to, oh hi, and I don't wanna talk about it. Peter the psychologist finds Mark on the roof. <laughs> they literally just saw each other. In Johnny's living room, they both left the room and Lisa came in. Hey, Mark, what's up? Oh, hi, Peter. Like, they just saw each other. Peter doesn't smoke the wacky tobacco. Mark asks Peter, you want to put me on the clock, meaning talk to him as a psychologist, and then proceeds to tell him, you don't know everything. What do you know? Stop judging me. Peter calls Mark out on the affair with Lisa, and Mark tries to push him over the edge of the building. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, somebody grabs me and tries to push me over a building. They bet I better get a hell of a lot more than sorry out of them. And Mark proceeds to tell Peter, you're right. It is Lisa. It's all her fault. You could say no whenever you want. Yes, she's manipulative. Yes, she's a bitch. You can still say no. Oh, hi, Danny. So apparently it is the day of the wedding. I'm guessing the timeline's seriously jumping around. Uh, Danny shows up in a tux carrying the football. Yeah, yeah, so there's that. I'm also curious why if Johnny has so much money, he can't find a suit that fits him. They all look like bags. I don't remember much about 2003 fashion, so maybe that was the style. Everyone else's tux fit. Tuxes? Okay, Mark's are, is tuxes just as bad as Johnny's. Well, the coat fits. The pants are like three inches too long, and Mark's a tall guy. That's impressive. I guess it's the trend to stand around inside apartments with the door open, and Danny is begging people to come play football with him like he's a little kid. All right, so they're running around in the street throwing a football in their tuxedos. Peter falls. When Danny runs up behind him, he actually looks like he's about to, okay, I just don't even want to say it. The creep factor went up by about 10,000. Nice foot shot. All right, now we're in a coffee shop. I am so confused. Okay, so we had, <laughs> I know, I know you're all shocked and stunned that I would be confused at any point in this movie. So the guys are all in their tuxedos and they're talking about wedding pictures. Now Johnny and Mark are in his sister's 
coffee shop. And Johnny's dressed in another ill-fitting suit. Somebody should teach him the definition of bespoke. Mark's just in a jacket and whatever. I don't understand. Was he getting married or were they just trying on tuxes, walking around San Francisco in them and playing football in the street? Also, Johnny's sister looks about 30 years older than he is. Oh my god, and Mark keeps bitching to Johnny about this horrible dead-end relationship he's in and girls playing games and Johnny's all sympathetic and feeling sorry for him. Oh, Jesus Christ. So Mark is asking Johnny about work. It's another great Johnny answer. Oh, it was great. The bank got a new client. Mark wants to know details. Johnny is, you know, I can't tell you it's confidential. How's your sex life? I have a lot of guy friends. I don't know any guy friends who sit down with each other and go, so how's your sex life? I don't know. Maybe they do it when they're tossing footballs around on the roof. All right, we send Mark are doing it again. Please blur soon. So Johnny and Mark are going jogging and tossing around a football at the same time, you know, like you do. And what is their obsession with throwing this stupid fucking football? Well, Lisa's sweeping. Yeah, I am totally lost on the timeline. So this is apparently the day of the party. And oh, they're actually having sex on the sofa this time. Next to Johnny's tape recorder. Your pants are unbuttoned. He doesn't even have a shirt on. Oh my god. <laughs> she yells out, come on in, it's open, while Mark's trying to figure out how to put his shirt on. It's Michelle. Yeah, pants are still undone. Now everyone's gonna giggle about the fact that they're having an affair while planning Johnny's surprise party. Really? She can't move the coffee table by herself? Mercurial? I don't love Johnny. I want it all. My eyes are wide open. If Mark can't give it to me, somebody else will. Yeah, until you lose it all. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Everybody looks out for number one, one and she deserves the best. Ew, another pillow fight. Careful, Michelle. This is Lisa's form of foreplay. I can, I will never ever be able to look at pillow fights the same way again. <sighs> okay, so somehow Mark magically has gone from almost having sex on the sofa to back to jogging with Johnny in the space of two minutes. The quick change artists in this movie are just right on point. I don't know what happened to the football. Halfway through them racing each other, they say, race me, come on. You're already doing it, dude. What's more impressive is apparently it's been several days since he put the tape in the tape recorder. I'm guessing it's still going. Once again, confused. So when Michelle was there and Lisa was sweeping, she was saying, come on, we have to hurry. People are going to be arriving soon. And then Johnny runs out the door to work. So are people arriving soon or what? Oh God, Claudette is the worst. Also, how much sweeping does an apartment this size need? Men and women use and abuse each other all the time. There's nothing wrong with it. Wow, this mother is a role model, let me tell you. Marriage has nothing to do with love. I'm sorry, when did we get back to the 1800s? In Claudette's world, as long as Lisa has Johnny wrapped around her little finger, she should be happy. What else is there to want? Grow up, love doesn't matter. All right, now we're just watching Tom, Johnny. I did it again, walk around. How did they get away with singing this without getting sued for the rights? They're singing happy birthday. Maybe that was part of the six million budget. There's Danny being a creeper. Seriously, he's begging for a drink. He acts like a little fucking kid. Like the way he whines and begs. He's supposed to be 18 and living on his own. Also, whatever happened with the drug guy. Why was that even a part of this? Mark can't stop staring at Lisa. He's staring at Mark. Johnny's staring at Lisa and then giving this creepy laugh. All right, Lisa's got the brilliant idea. Everybody go outside for fresh air. Don't tell me. Let me guess. Oh, yeah. She totally shuts the door and corners Mark. 
who, oh, yeah, of course, now at Johnny's party with everybody outside, they're going to sit down and start making out on the sofa. But hey, at least it's not the stairs. Who's this guy? I don't even know who this guy is. Like, this guy hasn't even been in this movie at all. He walks in on them making out, and Mark storms out, and now he's yelling at Lisa because Johnny's very sensitive. Blah. Every time she tells people, I don't love Johnny, I love Mark, and then immediately in front of them says, you know how much I love you to Johnny, I involuntarily gag. So is, I, has he not listened to the tape? Like, it's had to have been at least three days. Wait, Johnny just tells everyone they're expecting. The baby? Wait, what? So, <laughs> uh, oh, my head hurts. Why did I decide to quit drinking now? All right, so... Johnny, out of nowhere at the birthday party, says, hey guys, announcement, we're expecting this couple who I have no idea who they are. Like, they have not shown up at all in the movie, but now all of a sudden they're there. They're in the middle of everything. Like, they're all over Lisa about this. Confront her about the baby, and she's like, there is no baby. She told Johnny she's pregnant to make it interesting because they'll probably have a baby eventually anyway. I don't, I don't think she understands how babies work. I agree, this is getting worse and worse. Not to mention if she's expecting, why is she chugging champagne like it's her lifeblood? Uh-huh, you worry too much about me. Yeah, no, we're worried about Johnny, dipshit. I'm not responsible for Johnny? Bitch, please. How are you not responsible? You keep bragging to everybody that you have that you're changing, you're going to leave him, you don't love him, and then the minute he shows up, "I love you, darling." Now you're telling him you're pregnant? What the actual fuck? So whoever this guy is, he's concerned because what she's doing is going to destroy the friend group and Mark doesn't really love her. And wait for it, I don't want to talk about it. All right, so in the middle of this party, Mark decides to confront her about the baby, which doesn't exist, but he doesn't know that. And he's like, how do you know it's not mine? So she slaps him. Oh my God. Okay, so they're still at the party and Mark and Lisa are slow dancing and she's all over him. So I guess they're doing this now. Johnny wants to know why she's fondling Mark's hair. And when she tells him it's none of his business, Mark gets all defensive. Leave her alone, man. She doesn't want to talk to you. I mean, that sounds like something you'd say in a club. You betrayed me. You're not good. You're just a chicken shit. And then he makes chicken sounds at him. Everybody betrayed me. I'm fed up with this world. The dialogue and the acting. I tell you what. How this did not get multiple Oscars, I will never understand. <sighs> oh, that was nice. Claudette cleaned up the kitchen. Oh, now you want to be alone with him? Are you even trying to talk to him through the door? Or are you just shaking the handle or what? So she calls Mark, right? He sounds like she's calling to chat about the weather. I mean, not like he just finished blowing the affair to his now former best friend and picking a fight with him at his birthday party. Oh my god, this is the worst ever. So Johnny's in the bathroom. The dialogue is as great as ever. You've got Danny. Don't worry. Danny will be there lurking creepily over your shoulder. He's telling her to get out of his life. All right. Unfortunately, we have to watch him relive flashbacks of his time with her, which we've already been forced to sit through. That's actually impressive. Those TVs were heavy. He threw the TV through the window. He's trashing his home. And the subtitles say applause. He's sniffing the red dress and rubbing it all over his body. Ew. Oh, he's having sex with the dress. And now he's shredding it. And he kills himself. She was not worth taking your life, dude. So he's lying 
on the floor with his back of his head blown off and Mark's over him yelling, wake up, Johnny, come on. Yeah, he's dead. She actually says, well, I lost him, but I still have you, right? No, you don't. Shouldn't have tried to have it all. She's taking this as, oh, it's okay. We're free to be together. And he's like, I may have been mad at him, but he's my best friend. Yeah, Danny, he's not waking up. He's in a better place. He can't tell you why. He's dead. You're going to have to go creep over someone else. Is this over yet? Applause. Well, that was an hour and 40 minutes of my life that I will never get back. And I don't even know how to make my brain stop hurting. I feel so unclean. Okay. All right. Good night.